Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Yo, what's happening, team? We're back on the podcast. And it's great to be back. Mr. Hayden Rolfe, welcome 2022. You look Bang. fresh and ready to go. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm quite the opposite from fresh, mate. I've been battling with COVID for like the last 10 days, however long it is. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's 2022, you know, new year, new me, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, why not? There is, there is, there is something. And I, for those of you listening, you've probably seen it across social media and you've probably seen it as well, Hayden, this whole thing behind like, should you set New Year's Eve, re- New Year's resolutions? Is it worth yeah. doing it? Is it not? And I'm like, well, why not? Like, why would you not do it? Like, why not set yourself up for some goals? Why not do that? Like, I don't really see the issue with it. It's great to have a starting point of something. It's great to have goals to work towards. It's the thing that we do when we come to New Year's is perhaps how we go about our New Year's resolutions. Our New Year's resolutions are never like small, they're always massive, which is maybe where the whole thing of when you set a news resolution, a lot of times they fail because you, you know, you go from not knowing your alphabet and you're like, yeah, I'm going to know my alphabet in three hours. And it's like, well, that's quite a lot. Like, I mean, that was a really bad analogy. I apologize about that. But you get what I mean. You're kind of going from <laughs> like, not knowing something to, to learning something. It's like it's going to take time. Whereas I think New Year's resolutions, we always see to, that we have to make them massive. And it's like we don't like slow down. No, no, exactly. And it's kind of like, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into this subject a little bit more today, isn't it? And the kind of the whole theme of today's podcast is, you know, getting like AKA back on track um, at the start of the year, because typically what does happen is like November, uh, December is a very sociable time. Like mm. there usually is a lot more, um, especially from a marketing standpoint, there's a lot more delicious foods out. Like, you know, we see and celebrate um, good times, with our friends and family more. And it's just uh, basically the calories are always higher in December. Um, and then when it gets to January, like you've almost like eaten yourself silly, you've drank too much and you just don't feel good in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when everyone's like, right, this year, this is the year that, you know, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all of these things. But it's the process that we go about it, which is all wrong. Yeah. And this is exactly what we're going to talk to, um, talk to you about today is, you know, Starting the new year in the best possible way, instead of setting yourself for un, uh, setting yourself up for unsustainable goals and all of these kind of things. So, let's start off with um, talking a little bit about um, what the old kind of dieting uh, cycle usually is when it gets to the new year, and it's usually um, you know right, new year, new me. I'm going to eliminate. All of the mm. foods that I'm led to believe that cause me to gain weight, sugar, chocolate, biscuits, alcohol, like whatever it is, like you decide to con- like basically chuck that whole thing out of your life. And then you also think that, you know, I've got to start exercising loads now. I've got to go from zero to hundred. I've got to start doing three to uh, six gym sessions a week. And you basically set yourself up for failure. Now, the other thing that we also see is Maybe you had a really, really good t- routine um, 
prior to Christmas. Maybe you, you had a, this amazing routine, like you were crushing it and everything was really good. You're getting amazing results. But then obviously Christmas happened. You had that like 10 day uh, period where, you know, you just ate what you like, didn't track your calories, didn't do your steps, didn't go to the gym, all of these things. And you then try and jump straight back in mm. to your previous habits that you had before Christmas and everything feels so hard. So we're kind of here to tell you today that you, know, you don't have to do that. Like we want you to start 2022 in the best possible way you can. And we want you to be, like, actually there's to be longevity with it. And the thing that we're going to help um, talk about is kind of six strategies that we um, have pulled together that is going to kind of help you bounce back over Christmas. Yeah. And so one, one key thing to add here is, and I did a, I, I wrote about it on my post yesterday, I believe. We always see weight loss as it's always seen in a negative light. It's always, we're going to have to eliminate this, restrict this, not do this, not eat this, not do that. It's always around like not don'ts, no's, not allowed, restrict, eliminate all these negative words around dieting. And then we wonder why I think we go into dieting already with this like, oh no, I can't, I'm on a diet. I can't do this. I won't do this. I'm not allowed to do this. It's like, it's like anything. When you say that enough about something, you end up not really wanting to do it because you're like, there's so much negativity around it. Whereas like, if you can flip that switch and be like, I can, but I don't want to perhaps, or maybe look at rather than taking away adding, you know, and I think Emma's story did a good thing about like, you know, look at rather than taking away crisp chocolate, alcohol, these different things. Why don't you look at adding? Why don't we look at adding more veggies, adding more protein, adding more activity, adding more better quality sleep? Because then you go from something about all of it is taking away and leaving you with less to something that's then about all about adding and giving you a lot more. And if we give ourselves a lot more of something, well, that seems better. If I say to Hayden, you know, Hayden, I'm going to take a lot of stuff away from you. You're like, oh, brilliant. What are you going to take? Obviously, my life's not going to be as good if you're taking things away from it. Or I say, actually, Hayden, we're not going to take anything away. We're actually going to add five new things. And you're like, wicked. I'm gaining something, something additional to my life. Well, everyone wants to get something extra, if that makes sense, whatever it might be. We always want more of something. That's amazing. We're kind of greedy creatures, as it were. So think about that when you're talking about your weight loss journey, first and foremost, before we jump into these habits of flip the switch, reframe how you talk about weight loss, rather than talk about negative and always taking and removing and not being allowed to have things, switch it. Talk about adding things. What can you add to make your life better and to give you a better chance of losing weight? Yeah, and that's also why it's like I spoke about this on um, a live yesterday. And it's like, this is why everyone really struggles with motivation is because of this taking away. Mm. Like, because you feel like you need to consistently take away from your life, like whether it be chocolate, alcohol, um, like whatever it is, like, of course, like there's, there's going to be zero motivation for you to continue with that. Like a life without carbs isn't really that much fun. So of course you're going to suffer with motivation with it. Um, so it's kind of flipping that around. It's like, instead of, again, uh, it's instead of like, how do I get more motivation? Um, it's like, what can I be doing that is, what can I take away from my life in terms of like, um, cutting out carbs or anything like that? What's the thing that I can forget about that is going to give me more motivation? So everyone always says to me like, oh, you know, only if I had more motivation, I'd be more successful. Only if I had more motivation, I'd lose 30 pounds. I'm like, no, no, no. Just look at the demotivating things that you're currently doing and stop doing them because mm. all of a sudden it will become so much more enjoyable for you. And that's kind of the aim of the game really, isn't yeah. it? And if you think about everything, like 
you're not motivated to go to work, but you have to go to work because you want the outcome that going to work gives you. It's the same as weight loss. You don't, you're not motivated to lose weight. A lot of people at times aren't motivated to lose weight, but we just take action and we just do it because we want the outcome that it produces. Weight loss is no different to going to work. If you're in a job that you don't enjoy, you're not motivated to do it, but you turn up and you do it. You do what you can to get... You, that's, that's a key point as well. You turn up and you do the... As some of you will probably do the minimum to still get your paycheck at the end of the month. And it's the same as weight loss. You know, See it as something. You know, Sometimes you might not want to do it, but you've got to turn up to it if you actually want to get the outcome. Some days you're going to give a lot. Some days you're going to turn up and do the bare minimum. But what you've got to realize is that actually sometimes turning up and doing the bare minimum is absolutely fine because it will still take you to that outcome. Just like turning up and doing the bare minimum at work, you're still going to get paid. They're not going to cut your pay as long as you do something. So it's exactly the same as weight loss. So think about that. There's other things in life that you do when you're not motivated. You're not motivated to see the in-laws over Christmas, but you have to do it because you want the outcome of your wife or husband being happier with you. It's how it goes. So think about that in, in life when it comes to weight loss. It's no different. You just sometimes have to take that action to get the outcome that you want, whether you're motivated or not. Salient point. Salient point. Cool. So the six strategies uh, that are going to help you bounce back. Do you want to start off with one? Shall I start off with one? Yeah, sure. Where, where do you want so to go with this? The first one is schedule habits into your life. So when it comes to losing weight, we've got to think outside of a calorie deficit. Yes, you've seen us post, um, you know, oh, it's a calorie deficit to lose weight. I've heard it all before. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, of course it is. That's the underlying factor when it comes to losing weight. It's an energy balance. The thing is, is that there is more to it than just consuming less food because that gives you what you want. But what you need is a whole lifestyle habit and behavior change. So the first thing you need to be doing as well is looking at habits rather than just looking at restricting food and cutting food out and all this stuff. What about some of the other things that are important, such as habits, such as going for a walk, getting exercise in, prepping some food, reading a book, focusing on getting better sleep, going to bed earlier. These things are really important. Now, the problem is when it comes to scheduling in these habits, we don't schedule them in. We say, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week. And you wonder why it doesn't happen. It gets to Friday and you're like, sugar. I've only got two days left of the week, Saturday and Sunday. Well, I'm not going Sunday because that's God's day of rest. So I'm only going to the gym on Saturday. Well, you're not going to do three sessions in one day. So it goes to another week gone where you didn't get your three sessions in. Now, why? Well, James Clear talks a lot about getting specific. And I talk to my clients all the time about it. If you're going to do something, you have to get specific. The more specific you get, the more the chances and the increases and it increases the likelihood of you doing it. So say you want to start by doing a walk. Maybe you want to do a walk three times a week. That's where most of you would start. Ryan, go do a walk three times a week. And I say to my clients, okay, cool. When are you going to do them? How are you going to do them? Where are you going to do them? What day and time are you going to do them? Fill me in. And they're like, uh, why? And I'm like, the more specific you get, the more the likelihood goes because you schedule it into your day, you schedule it into your life, and you schedule it in to actually be done rather than just being something that can be put off till tomorrow. Tomorrow is the biggest killer of dreams. Heard that here first. Because tomorrow never happens. <laughs> you will always say tomorrow, tomorrow doesn't exist. You have to just do it now. So when you're saying you're going to go for a walk three times this week, cool, get specific on it. I'm going to go for a walk Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to go for a walk at 10, 10 a.m. in the morning on my first break at work. And I'm going to do a lap around the building where I work at. And it's going to take me 10 minutes. Cool. That is literally gone your chances have gone probably from i can't give you specific stats but it's probably gone from like 10 percent of happening to like 70 percent of happening because you've just told yourself what you're going to do when you're going to do it rather than waiting for this motivation like we said which is cyclical and it doesn't often happen you've then given yourself a higher chance of doing it because you got specific 
So get specific when you're trying to do something. When it's going to the gym, prepping food, going for a walk, all these different things, you know, good healthy habits that you want to get, they're going to help you lose weight. Get specific, put it in a calendar, put it on your phone, give you reminders, place, day, time, all that good stuff. The more specific you can be, the more chances you have of getting it done. The next thing is tying a current behavior. So James Clear from the book of Atomic Habits. If you haven't read this, I suggest you do. It's available at all of your local bookstore retailers. Uh, you want to tie it in with something else, which we can also call habit stacking. What this is, is that basically you put a habit that you already have with another habit. The easy example, and Hayden gave this example before, is about supplements. And I've done it with one of my clients. They're like, I always forget to take my supplements. She had PCOS, so taking an Ostol is a very good supplement for you to take if you didn't know that. But one of the things is like, right, okay, cool. We want to take this every morning. I was like, what do you do every single morning without fail? She's like, I have coffee. Cool. I want you to put your packet of inositol next to your coffee machine so that every morning you go to get your coffee, you have your inositol before you, do, you have your coffee in the morning. And literally just like that, she went from doing it two, three days a week, forgetting, to literally having it every morning. Because she's like, well, I just do it before I have my coffee. It's like a given. Like it's I do like that. Visual, visual cue. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, whatever you do when it comes to maybe you're trying to journal and you're like, what do you do every evening? Will I blush my teeth? Okay, cool. Well, what can we do? Okay, every time I have to brush my teeth, the next thing I do is I get my journal out and I write my journal entry for the day. Because you've got to stack it with something that you already do as a habit because that habit then becomes a trigger to do the habit or a precursor to do the habit before you do the habit that's instilled. There's a lot of habits in there, but you get where I'm going with that. So step number one, schedule, schedule in the habits into your life that you want to do. Get specific, get purposeful with them and stack them with other habits if you want to increase the likelihood of them getting yeah, and like this ties really nicely into point number uh, two um, with Ryan saying like get specific with it, like put it in your calendar, daytime and all of that. So once you've now done that, it's really, really important for you to remember to stick to your schedule, like even in small ways. So just like uh, being specific, putting in times, dates, like you've got to think of it like you go to work every single day at a certain time, you have to log in at the laptop at a certain time. Like literally, if it's important to you, schedule other things in your life that are important to you like that because you don't miss it right like no matter how much you don't want to turn up to your to the to your nine to five you still do it yeah do it like you do with anything else that again is important to you like um when you're going to log your calories when you're going to go to the gym like whatever it may be but the other thing is to remember is like sticking to the schedule even in the small ways like like the individual impact of you missing the schedule like that's kind of, it, that's not really like, um, so everyone always thinks like, right, if I've woken up late, I, I'm, I'm now 20 minutes um, later than I thought I was going to be, oh, I, I can't get to the gym now, I'm not going to do that. And then they just don't do anything at all. So they've completely moved away from the schedule that they set themselves, mm -hmm. whereas you can still stick to that. So instead of like, say you wake up 20 minutes later, you aren't able to go to the gym because of like the travel time and all of that. Okay, what can you do instead? I can still do a hundred bodyweight squats. I can maybe do a 15 minute like hit workout, like whatever it is to you. It's more important for you to stick to the schedule than actually complete the full schedule itself because it's the habits that you, um, you indoctrinate into your world that will keep you doing that same thing over and over again. Everyone that's listened to this podcast can like think of a time where they have said they're going to do something, but they haven't ended up doing it. And then they're like, oh, actually, do you know what? Like, I'm going to do that task tomorrow. And then tomorrow happens, but you still don't do that task. Like Ryan says, tomorrow never happens. Like 
you always like just keep pushing it forward, forward uh, and further forward, but it never actually gets completed. Whereas if you actually just, even if say, for example, you are like I said, late to doing your gym session, whatever it is, and you stick to just doing that 10, 15 minutes, well, you are more likely to repeat that habit the next day. You're still going to do the same thing. So sticking to the schedule, even in the smallest ways, is so, so important when you are scheduling in these habits that you want to do. Don't feel like you have to complete the whole thing. Like perfection doesn't like, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be perfect. And most of the time it's never going to be perfect. But actually just sticking to the schedule is going to keep, um, it's going to keep you moving down the path of getting the results that you, that you want to get. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and it's the same. Go on, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you can. I was just going to say, it's the same with like any habit you can think of, like walking and stuff like that. Like if you're now, because I, I promise you, like the most important things that you can do is schedule your stuff in. So if I, we hear it all the times when clients first come to us, oh, I've got this um, nine to five job. I do this. I do this. I don't have time to do X amount of steps. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, it doesn't have to be 10,000 steps, but like what can, what's the starting phase we can get you to do? So instead of giving them a set number right at the beginning and being like, right, we want you to hit 10,000 steps. It's like, what amount of time in your day can you dedicate to doing steps? And then they give you a time. And then all of a sudden, that's where you're scheduling that in then. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. So you've just gone from being like, there's no possible way that I can do any steps in my day. I'm so busy. To us finding a time when you can actually physically doing it. And now in your diary every single day, it's like, okay, at seven o'clock in the morning, I go on an hour's walk. Mm -hmm. But let's say, for example, again, whatever, life happens. There's not every single time, every single day, you're going to be able to do that full hour. Even just going out and doing a 15-minute walk is still better than you not doing anything at all. So stick to that schedule. Yeah, man. It's so important. And so it's like, the thing, the fact is, is keeping the schedule. It's like, there's going to be times you can't do exactly what you want to do. That's fine. It's like, just make sure that you still do the habit in one way, shape, or form. You can't read yeah. 10 pages, read one page. You can't do an hour workout, do 10 minutes. You can't journal a whole page, do one sentence. Like, it's like, don't worry about kind of like how much you can do. Just, just do the habit just to keep that habit going. Number three is have someone who expects something through you. So it kind of comes down to accountability. When we are accountable to ourselves, it doesn't often work. There's not many people who have done weight loss when they've only been accountable to themselves and not told anyone at all. The reason being is it's very easy to trick yourself or persuade yourself that you will start tomorrow, next week, Monday, next month, after X social event, etc., etc. It is very easy to talk yourself out of a situation because you're then having that internal mental battle with your own inner speech. You are talking to your inner dialogue. Should I do it? Oh, I really can't be bothered, X, Y, Z. But if you know by doing it, Letting yourself down, to what to most of us, it doesn't matter because you're not going to tell yourself off. You're not going to really care here and there. Whereas if you can make yourself part of a community, some friends, a coach, all these different things, you then have that additional accountability, but also feeling of you want to show up because you want to show to them that you're a person of your word. One of the reasons that many of us are unsettled in life and not at peace is because what we think and what we say and our actions aren't aligned. Having someone to be accountable to helps do that. It helps bring you at peace and brings balance in your life because therefore what you're thinking, what you're saying, and what you're doing is all aligned because you've got someone to be accountable to 
that's why then you find that balance and things seem easier. There's nothing worse, and you've probably all experienced it listening to this now, of when you say you're going to lose weight, you think you want to lose weight, but then your actual actions do not represent it at all in any way, shape, or form. And then you wonder why you get annoyed at yourself. You get frustrated. You get fed up. You get down. You don't want to talk about it. All these different things because internally you're not in balance with yourself because you're not actually actioning exactly all the other kind of thought processes that you're doing. You know, you're saying you want to lose weight. You're thinking about losing weight and losing those two, three, or four stone. But then you go out and you have a McDonald's or you skip the gym or you don't prioritize your sleep and all these different things happen. It's like, well, then you're not being true to yourself. And that's going to often uh, be a struggle as well. So having something to be accountable to, building a WhatsApp group with your friends, having a Facebook community group, all these different things, couch to 5K, all these things are great because they're a community. It's someone else that you can be accountable to. And it helps, therefore, give you that drive, an additional bit of discipline, because not only do you not want to let yourself down, you don't want to let someone else down. And as much as you're not doing it for them, so it doesn't matter whether you get to your goal or not because of them, it just helps with that underlying additional accountability and drive to turn up, show up and put in the work. Yeah, I mean, like t- two like examples of use of it. So let's say pre-Christmas, you were smashing, going to the gym, like it, you were happy to go on your own, all of those things. Say, for example, New Year happens, like you're now feeling a bit more like... Uh, you're feeling demotivated or like your habits aren't aligning currently that they were prior to Christmas. So you find it hard to get up because you know, you haven't been to the gym for however many days over the Christmas period. Like you could simply say to yourself, if you know that you're someone that struggles and you don't have any accountability, you could just be like, right for the next two weeks, I'm going to sign up to classes because the instructor that I've signed on to that class expects me to turn up because I am taking a place that someone else could potentially have. So you have more reason to turn up because you've booked it into the class. You have someone that you're going to, something that you're going to turn up for and it's there. You can do the same in your nutrition. Again, prior to Christmas, let's say you're absolutely smashing logging on MyFitnessPal. Well, what you could do is if you know you're finding it hard to get back into the routine of doing that is partner up with a friend. Say, mm. find a friend that has the same goal of you and say, look, what we're going to do is send each other's MyFitnessPal end of day totals. So it makes you accountable to turn up, uh, log it in and send it to your friend. It's just having someone there that is that extra layer of accountability. And not, there's no one in this world that can say they are more successful without having accountability. Like, no one. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Um, so, did you have anything else on that? Or you, nah, man. Or you? Pretty straight talking. Got that out. Okay, cool. So, again, number four is just getting started. It's like... More often than not, everyone expects the stars to align. Everyone expects there to be a perfect time, a perfect moment. And to somewhat degree, like Ryan said at the beginning about um, there's something about New Year where it's like, it's a complete new year. Like Mm. it's like a chance for you to be this completely different person. But often what I see is like people are always trying to like be like, right, no, it's got to be at the right time. I've got to have everything in place. Like the the gyms have to be open at the right time. Like, um, it's got to be the start of a week. It's got to be a Monday. Like Ryan is a perfect example of this. Like he, he, most people started their diets on the 3rd of January. It was the Monday. Most people started going back to the gym on the 3rd of January because it was a Monday. It was the first full week of the year. And Ryan was actually like, do you know what? No, I'm going to go on the 2nd when the gym's opened again. I'm going on the Sunday. And he started getting everything in the flow of things from the Sunday. Like he didn't wait until it was a Monday. It was a fresh week because that's what we're all led to believe, right? I'm going to start again on Monday. Monday's the day when I, I, I start doing this. 
Stop waiting for the stars to line. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. Just turn up and do it. Like I'm sure Ryan's first session back on uh, the Sunday probably wasn't the best session in the world. I'm sure his nutrition wasn't the most optimized nutrition that he's ever had. But it's not the point of being perfect. It's just getting started. Because as soon as you get started, you're getting the ball, ball rolling. You're getting momentum. Mm. And you've got to understand that 90% of the time, like it isn't ever going to be perfect. Yeah. So <clears throat> just especially for the start of this year, is like, and this goes back to my first point, of like, instead of being like, right, okay, new year, new me, I'm cutting up all of these foods, I'm going to the gym this amount of time, be like, right, what was I doing prior to Christmas? Okay, cool. I was doing uh, 10,000 steps religiously every single day. I was eating 1,800 calories um, religiously every single day, track it on my fitness pal. You might just start this year being like, right, cool. This first week, I'm going to just start getting consistent 6,000 steps again because I haven't done that for the last 10 days. I'm just, my number one goal this week is getting consistent 6,000 steps and I'm just going to log my calories in my fitness pal. Mm. I don't care what the number is. I don't care the amount of protein, carbs and fats, whatever I'm eating. I'm just getting into the habit again of tracking my calories every single day. And that is still better than you doing all of this unsustainable things and maybe... Yeah, maybe that first week that you did the unsustainable things, you got ahead of the game with the weight loss, but it was never sustainable. So you ended up falling off it within 14 days. Whereas this first, this this new way that you do it, where you're like, do you know what? I'm just going to start small and slowly build up. Like how much easier is it for you to then go into week two being like, cool, I've done 6,000, I'm going to do 7,000. I've tracked all of my calories, easy. I'm now just going to track my protein. Mm. Like it's so easy to build upon that. Whereas if you go guns blazing straight away, it's so much, it's like, you don't really have much, uh, anywhere to go. Mm. Like you've just jumped in straight at the deep end from the off. Yeah. And you know, what's so, something funny to note, and you're the same as this as well. And it go, and they, a lot of people talk about how you structure your day. It's like, they say always do the hard task first. Or like do the hard task first. And you're the same before Hayden does a diet. Hayden literally just fasts for a whole day. Just fast straight for a whole day to prove to himself that he isn't reliant on food. He can, if he's a little bit hungry, just not react to it and just kind of like sit with it and not be worried about it. I did exactly the same on that Sunday. I started on a Sunday rather than wait till the Monday. I was straight back on my nutrition and I trained legs on purpose. No one likes training legs. It was going to be hard. I hadn't <laughs> trained them for ages and I purposely did it. I purposely went back to work on the Sunday, did my training, did my diet and trained legs. I did all of the hard stuff because I could have just not started till Monday. I didn't need to start till Monday. You know, I didn't need to go to the gym. I could have just gone, I could have started with training something different. But I purposely did it because actually there's an even better feeling about doing a hard thing first as well. Now, I'm not telling you all to go out and do the hardest thing first within your nutrition, but I'm saying sometimes it's worth thinking about because the feeling you get when you do comp, comp, accomplish the hard thing is greater. When I finished my work, I was like, nice work. I was like, it was a bit of a Sunday. Sunday's always a bit of a drag at the gym. It's not that busy. No one was in there because everyone's waiting until Monday. And you also trained legs, which you haven't trained in ages. And, you know, legs aren't the most massive amount of fun thing. They're quite hard. It was quite physically taxing. So it actually made you feel better rather than always doing the easy shit. Because the problem is when you do the easy stuff first, you also sometimes run out, I would say, like a little bit of energy sometimes. You know, you do all the easy things and you're like, oh, wow, okay, I've now got to do. So it's like, don't be afraid to sometimes do the hard things first, because actually it can give you some great motivation moving forward as well. I'm trying to think of an example of what you do when you're talking about weight loss, but think about something you really struggle with and think about trying to tackle that first. 
You know, if emotionally eating is something that you struggle, okay, cool. Well, maybe you first look at portion sizes. And two, I know I did this with one of my clients. They struggle with not eating a whole bag of like chocolate raisins. So I was like, cool, buy a bag of chocolate raisins, have half, put them away. And I want you to wait half an hour before you have the second half. She was like, well, that defeats the object because I'm having half. And I was like, yeah, but we're proving to yourself that you can wait half an hour before you have it. And again, it's just ticking those boxes. That for her was really, really hard. But it proved to her that when she opens it, she doesn't need to eat it all when sitting. She can wait till she consumes the rest of it. And then by the time of it, she then had chocolate raisins. She was like, I didn't even eat them today because I didn't even want them. And I'm like, there you go. Yeah. You've gone from not having them in the house and having to eat them into one sitting to having them in the house and you're not even phased that they're there. They literally sat there for like three days until she fancied having some and she eventually just had a handful. And I was like, that's the difference. Sometimes doing the hard stuff can be great because it also helps your motivation. Number five is design your environment for success. So when it comes to weight loss, and this is a kind of similar to what I was just talking about there about having things in, uh, in space. I know one of my clients, simple thing we did, quite often we have our environment not set up for success. We, you know, it's quite hard to, uh, when you said bread was the example that I was, uh, that I was thinking about with a client before and bread was always on the side. She's like, I really struggle bed. Like once I had one piece, I usually have like three or four pieces of toast. And then it turns into five or six, seven or eight. And she was like, I've had like a half a loaf. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Eventually found it just sits on the side. And I was like, well, what do you think happens when you walk into that kitchen? The first thing you see is you see the loaf of bread. The first thing you think, I want some bread and I'm going to have some. But it's like, you've got to use that also to your advantage. So one, don't leave things in sight. You know, things that you find that trigger certain cravings, put them at the back of a cupboard, put them higher up. So they're not the first thing you see, put things in a bread pin, move things onto lower shelves so that they aren't the first thing you see, because otherwise you're then facing that discipline, you know? Yes, there's something that you could work on in regards to your relationship with food. But first things first, I'd make your environment set up to support you. The second thing is, is also when you're looking at doing habits, things like that, make it easy. Same as when you're trying to remove triggers from your environment, put things in your environment to trigger you, such as you want to take your supplements in the morning, put them on the side, as I said, my client next to the counter. If you want to make sure you read first thing in the morning, put your book next to your bed. If you want to make sure that when you sit at your desk, you journal, leave your journal. It's what I do. I leave it in the middle of my desk when I leave my desk at night. So the first thing I do when I come down, my journal's there in front of me. One of my clients, when we started doing her walks, not only at the weekend does she set the day, the time where she's going with her walks, she hangs her coat up on the back of the, uh, the door before her front door, and she leaves her boots out in front of the front door. So she's setting up her environment to make it easier. It's setting up triggers to remind you, but it's also reducing friction. And this is what it's all about. When, you know, we said this at the beginning, when it comes to your weightless goals, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, we quite often set things that are so hard and overhauling that there's so much friction between you and your goal and you and the actual achievability of that thing that you're trying to do. If you can reduce the friction, it then makes it easier. Set things up. If you're going to meal prep, you know, buy all the Tupperware, have it out the night before, set up all the things that you need. If you're going to add, if you want to track your calories, set up your environment for success, set up my fitness power in the day before, make my fitness power on the front homepage cover of your screen, set a post-it note on your fridge that says, don't forget to track your meals for the day now. Set up these reminders, set up your environment so it's supporting you rather than, like I said about the bread being on the side, rather than it hindering you. And these can be in the moment of, you know, making things easily visible, putting shoes by the door when you want to go for a walk, setting reminders on your phone, post-it notes, all these different things 
is such good because it helps you. You know, one of the great things for those that have trouble with the scales, get a post-it note, write on it. The scales do not define me. They are my gravitational pull to the earth. I got all of our clients to do that. And they said, even just reading that before I step on the scales had a massive mindset shift in regards to how I approached the answer and the number that popped up. So it's these little things that you can do in your environment that really help set you up for success and ultimately can have a massive impact on the outcome of what you are doing. Yeah, and um, like <coughs> cues are everything. Like literally like you, whether you believe it or not, or whether you even realize like cues are literally everything for your success or like the current habits that you do. Um, an example of that is for myself, right? Is I, um, at the moment, you see, hear the doors going off. Something's being delivered somewhere. Bloody um, but so, um, I'm between two different locations at the moment, right? So two different locations. And I have noticed, and I noticed this the other day in one of the locations that I'm at currently for me, um, I, the kitchen is on the other side of the house, basically. So the kitchen's on the other side of the house. So unless I'm directly going to the kitchen, I would not walk that way. Yeah. I would be like, it's the bedroom, the front door. So uh, the car's there over there. And then the office is over there. So I very, and the toilet is this way as well. So I only really need to be in this portion of the house. Whereas if I actually want to go and eat, I have to go to the kitchen. I, on these days, I typically don't eat breakfast when I'm in this location because I don't, I don't think about going to the kitchen because there's no queue. I don't see the kitchen. I don't see the fridge. I don't see anything there to eat. It's only until like I, my hunger starts to build up later into the um, day that I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. When I'm at the other location, you have to go through, you have to like the kitchen door is there for you to get to the office. So the kitchen door is never shut. The door is open. I see the fridge. I see everything. I will always have breakfast on those days, but I've literally like in the last couple of weeks just realized like the kind of habits, but it's the cue of seeing the kitchen that is telling me, oh, Hayden, you're hungry. You should go and eat. When in reality, I'm probably not, but it's then the habit that I'm setting up there. Whereas when my location changes, my environment completely changes. So does my eating habits because I don't need to. So think about currently what you're, so say there's a, uh, Say there's something that you really hate. Like I, I speak to like hundreds, hundreds of women every single week that always say like snacking's my issue. I just snack. Think about what your current cues are that are causing you to snack and how can you change those? Because if you can shift your environment away from those current cues that you have, it will make it so much easier for you. Um, another example, smokers. Like a person that gives up smoking, every single person that's given up smoking they always tell me the hardest thing is when they go out and drink, they go out and socialize with friends because it's the social cue of the drinking the alcohol that then causes them to want to then have a cigarette. It's the direct link they have. So if you can then, and I guarantee you, all of them say it, if I stop drinking, I don't, need, I don't have the craving to smoke. So it's like, if you can cut or limit the cue, then the actual action and habit that you don't want to do will become far, far easier. Mm. Yeah. Um, Cool. Right. Well, the last point um, we have is um, actually caring about your goals. Now, what I mean by this is like, if you're not really bothered, like say, for example, you're like, just because, you know, probably what, I don't know, 
would you say maybe the most common New Year's goal in the entire world is weight loss? It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be the most common goal that you hear everyone always say. And it's like, if you're just saying that because you're like, uh, yeah, I want to lose weight. Like, why not? But you don't actually really care about losing weight. It doesn't really mean anything to you. Well, guess what will happen with your long-term results? Well, they won't happen because you don't really care about it. Like when you like um, have a visual goal and stuff, and it really means something to you. So whether it be like a financial goal and the reason that you want to achieve this financial goal is for the freedom of your family. How much more determined are you then to work harder and achieve this goal? Same for fitness. Like if you get to, like, uh, t- you go to the doctor and the doctors tell you like you are at serious risks of developing uh, type 2 diabetes or like all of these things. I guarantee your action is so much stronger then because you have physically um, realized that if I don't sort out my current lifestyle, I will then have type 2 diabetes, other health complications. I'm setting myself up for an early death. Like it then means something to you, right? Where if you're just like, oh yeah, you know, I'd quite like to look a little bit better, but I'm not really too bothered about it. But I, you know, I'm going to start going to the gym and stop eating all of these other foods anyway. It, there was no longevity with it because it doesn't really mean anything to you. So you have to really actually care about your goals to, um, to achieve them long-term. So when it comes to like um, eating healthy, like most people, when they go out on a diet, or they start a fat loss phase, they cut out all of these foods and they think, right, I've got to start eating loads of vegetables, chicken, broccoli, rice, like that kind of thing. But you're eating it from a place of looking at it as like, right, I'm just looking to um, lose body fat. Mm. But you're not actually looking at it from a place of actually eating these foods are going to benefit my health, the longevity of my health. Same with going to exercise. You look at exercises, fat burning exercises. We hear it all the time. What, hey, Ryan, like, what are the best fat burning exercises? And it's like, you're looking at everything the wrong way because like you're now looking at exercise as a means to achieve a goal of losing body fat rather than actually complement your health, mm-hmm. offset uh, cardiovascular diseases. Like you don't look at it like that. Same with the steps. People look at steps to burn calories rather than mental clarity. Like I can tell you now, like for myself, like doing and do, going and doing X amount of steps, however many I do, is nothing to do with burning calories or anything like that. I understand the direct correlation between my mental health and getting out, getting some fresh air, going on a walk, being active, rather than actually looking at just burning calories. Burning calories becomes a byproduct of me doing that. Like, yes, if I burn 10, 20,000 steps, I burn more calories. I probably take a step closer to my fat loss goal, assuming that I'm in a deficit. But I don't look at it like that. It's the same with us in football, right? Mm. We probably burn like upwards of nearly like a thousand calories over the course of a football game, like just playing football and running. But at not any point playing that game are we like, oh my God, like I'm burning so many calories here. Yeah. Like all we're thinking about is how much like, we love the sport and like what we're trying to achieve, the end goal of that 90 minutes. Yeah. So you've got to really start looking at your goals differently. And they have to mean something to you. And the question that I get everyone to like ask themselves is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, if you're just saying, I'm losing body fat because I want to look better on the beach, I promise you that's not the reason. Yeah. There's a deep, deeper rooted reason to why you're doing it. It might be something to do with confidence. Maybe you don't feel as confident anymore because you're not comfortable with your body. Maybe um, you're, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, you can decide whatever that is. But I, I promise you, ask yourself the why question. Like, 
ask yourself, but why do I want to look better on the beach? Oh, yeah. because, you know, I, I want to impress um, this male. Why do you want to impress this male? Oh, because I currently actually don't feel that confident. Yeah. Cool. We're, we're now getting closer to the real reason of why you're actually doing this. The best way to so do it is to ask yourself that it. question. Flip it. Ask yeah. yourself, why is this important to you for you to not stay where you are now? Because someone's like, why do you want to lose weight? I want to look better. Okay, cool. So you want to lose weight, but why is it important to you to lose weight? Why not just stay where you are now? Why don't you want to just stay where you are? That's a very good thought-provoking mm. one of being like, okay, uh, I don't want to stay. Why don't I want to stay where you are? Because that's obviously why you're looking to lose weight because you don't want to stay where you are. But why? Why don't you want to stay where you are? Because I want to look better on the beach. Well, that's not a reason as to why you don't want to stay where you are. So ask yourself, why don't you want to stay where you are right now? And why is it important for you to make a change? Yeah. And that's it. And I think there's, there's so many, there's so many, em- and I don't mean empty goals, but they are. You know, we, I, we speak to a lot of women and have done thousands and tens of, ton, tens of thousands, tens of thousands of women over the time. <laughs> and everyone's goal is lose weight, but that's not their actual goal. Some of it might be like, spoke to one woman uh, literally earlier today and her goal was like, I want to lose weight so that I can bend down and do up my daughter's shoelaces, which I can't do at the moment to help her. Another one is because I want to be healthy to live up to see my grandkids. Another one is that, um, trying to think of other common ones we hear now. I want to lose weight yeah, because I want to feel confident or because I'm fed up of being the fat friend and all my skinny friends, you know, they go about, and you probably all can relate to this. You've got the friends in the group that are skinny and they're like, oh my God, I'm so fat. And it makes you think, well, bloody hell, if they think they're fat, what the hell do they think out of me? And it's all these different things that start to come into your head. They're the real reasons why you want to do it. Because these are the reasons that make it important for you to make a change because you are currently uncomfortable. And that's what you have to remember. You have to remember because it's such an important driving factor that will literally keep you going because you can't rely on motivation, as we always say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, team, that is the, that is the six uh, strategies that we uh, want to provide today to help you bounce back. Like, not only just after the Christmas break, but also looking forward in 2022. So just to recap, you had number one, which is schedule your habits into your life. Two, you had to stick to your schedule, like even in the smallest of ways. Three, have someone um, who expects something from you. Four, just get started. Stop procrastinating. It just it doesn't have to be perfect. Five, design your environment for success. And then six, like actually care about your goals. Like ask yourself the question, like why are you doing what you're doing? Same. Or the really powerful question, like Ryan said. But getting like it, it doesn't, especially when it comes to like. Uh, starting something new like everyone always looks at it like a bit of a daunting process but it really doesn't have to be like you've got to think about stop trying to go from zero to 100 stop trying to be perfect right from the Mm -hmm. off just think about like getting started getting moving and then optimizing as you go along like this is what we like full transparency um for any woman that joins the academy we don't say, right, here's your calories, away you go. Like, that's your calories for the rest of the 90 days. Like, we tell them, like, this is just, like, the first two weeks is all about fact-finding, collecting data, seeing what's happened. Because the chances are your calories will shift, whether they go higher, whether they go lower. We will be shifting things around because we're building this perfect um, profile of you. So the first 14 days is never going to be perfect, but it's all about finding out about you 
like your current habits and behaviors, lifestyles, and all of those things, and adjusting and uh, correcting the course as we go. That's why we have these weekly check-ins and stuff like that, is because we are constantly monitoring what's going on. Yeah. Because we understand and we let the client know it's not going to be perfect. Nothing ever will be perfect. But the best way to get as close to perfection as possible is by managing the data, is by seeing what's going on, and um, then optimizing when we can. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are starting weight loss in 2022, remember these are the important facts that are going to help you not only obviously in your start of your journey, but throughout the rest of your journey. And even if you do maybe have times when your journey stops for periods of time, these six things are really important to remember. And as per usual, if you're listening to this and you still think I just can't do it, you've been struggling for years and you're not able to overcome that dieting cycle that you're stuck into. All you've got to do is reach out to us, DM us Academy on Instagram, and we will get back to you and you can complete an application form to be part of our one-to-one coaching Academy and finally achieve your all-important weight loss goals. So team, from another episode or the first episode of 2022, it's goodbye from me. Ciao, ciao. And we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> see you later. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.